Um, before we start, I'd just like you guys to, to celebrate with me. Um, a year ago today, I was in hospital in Mexico, and I was unable to speak, and my mind was all messed up. But here I am today, um, completely competent, and ready to share God's word with you. And so, the, the victory is his. What the enemy meant um, for destruction, for damage, God has turned around into something beautiful. Um, and over this past year, he's just um, given me some amazing insights and I've grown so much closer to him. Um, and so God is good. And um, it may be a little bit awkward, but I'd like you guys to turn to the person next to you and say, God is good. And the other way, so no one feels left out. <laughs> <laughs> so as um, St Steve introduced me, you know, I'm married to Andre. Um, we have three amazing children, Camilla, Jesse, and Pierre, and they're not here, so they're not going to be embarrassed yet. <laughs> um, we've been at Awakening about three years, and um, I lead prayer at Awakening, and I love this church. I, I truly do. I think our church is phenomenal. God has so many great plans for our church um, that he's bringing into motion, and some of them have already begun. So um, this is an amazing place. Um, I'm feeling a little out of my element up here. Most of my public speaking has been done in a courtroom. I used to uh, work for DA's office as a prosecutor, so I'm far more comfortable cross-examining <laughs> and arguing for a conviction. So um, I'm going to try not to do that to you today. <laughs> um, and I do, I do have an accent, um, but I have, a, I have a really weird, solid connection to America. And that is, I was named after an Elvis song. <laughs> an Elvis song called Judy, so you don't get more true blue roots than that. <laughs> um, I just want to pray for us. Father God, we love you. We love your presence. And Lord, I just thank you for the blessing of this time that we can come together um, and be together. There's something that happens when your people come together. And so we give you this time and we pray your blessing over it. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so I lay out for today, um, I'm going to share some of my thoughts with you about prayer. And then we're going to take communion together, as Steve was explaining in those little there's little cups, and then after that I'll share some more. And the cups are not a snack, so just, just hold on to them. Um, so today is, as Steve said, the final message of um, the series Unseen, the battle we don't see. And when Ryan first approached me and asked me to speak today, um, my first response was no. Um, I said to him, there's, there's got to be someone else, you know. I'm so happy wandering around the church praying or um, in small group settings, that kind of thing. But being the leader of prayer, I had to at least say to him as the pastor, I'll go pray about it. <laughs> so I was kind of jammed there. Um, so I was praying to God and I, I said to him, I don't know if I want to do this and I don't know if I can do this. I can't do this. 
And I felt God say, say to me, I know you can't. And I thought, okay, great. You know, <laughs> I can go tell Ryan, I prayed, God said I can't do it, and you know, that's it. But then God said to me, I know you can't do it, but I can. Um, and so that's why I'm here today, and I, I'm really excited to be here. So our focus verse today is Ephesians 6.18. And pray in the Spirit at all times with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So I'm, I'm passionate about prayer and our connection to God. I think it's the, it's the best weapon we have against the enemy. And God went to incredible lengths to give us this connection. Um, he sent his only son. He sacrificed his only son. He watched his son die a horrible, horrible death. And he did all of this so we could come to him directly in a one-on-one in -on -one, um, connection without feelings of guilt or unworthiness or fear or anything like that. And this is prayer. This is our connection to God. And um, I don't think we've even scratched the surface of how incredible this is. How incredible this is that we have access, open access, to the creator of the universe, to the great I am. It is a phenomenal thing. And this is, this is love in its truest form, what God did to give us this connection. And I didn't always feel this way about prayer. I used to think that prayer was depressing and it was boring and... Um, it was just something as a believer that you had to do, like eating your vegetables. Um, but then I began to see that prayer was fun and it's amazing. Um, even before I became a believer, I became a believer at age 24. But before that, my mom is a phenomenal prayer person. And she would often pray, uh, regularly pray with groups of her friends. And it was always a fun time for her. And she always looked forward to it and she hated missing it. So that was one positive experience I saw before I even became a believer. And then after that, um, the first church I belonged to, they really emphasized a one-on-one -on -one connection. And once I tasted that, I just realized there, there's, so much more, there's so much more for us. You know, God has so much more for us. Once you taste it, you just want to keep going. Um, and one of the first times I felt God speaking to me or giving me an impression uh, is when I was pregnant with my eldest daughter, uh, Camilla. And I was in church, and I was very worried about her. You know, was she going to be okay? Was she going to be healthy? You know, you worry about heart and organs and kidneys and, and um, you know, difficult conditions like Down syndrome, spina bifida. So I was talking to God about all of this, and I felt him say to me, she's perfect. And I thought, okay, that's amazing, and I was thanking him thanking him for her health and that, um, you know, all her organs were functioning and no, um, you know, difficult conditions. And he said to me, that's not what I said. I said, she's, she's perfect just the way I made her. Um, and to me, this is the way God speaks. We, we kind of on one plane and he comes in on a completely different plane. Um, there's just a, there's a completely different way of thinking. And often I think that's how we know that it's God that's speaking to us or putting a thought in our head because it is so completely different to the way we would think or the way we would talk. Um, 
So our verse for today has a lot of intense words. Um, pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And when I read these kind of verses, um, I shut down. Because, I mean, who can do this? I mean, who can pray on all occasions with all kinds of prayers, always, for all people? Um, you just kind of think, okay, I'm going to brush over that one. It's not for me. Maybe if you're a monk on top of a mountain, you know, and this is all you do all day, may maybe then. Um, but what this verse asks for is unreachable, unless we have a one-on-one -on -one connection with God. And this connection is, is practical. It's, it's simple. It's not, it's not complicated. There are many um, things that you can read or, or people you can listen to, and they try and make it complicated. They try and add rules and regulations onto it, but it isn't. And it forms the foundation of our relationship with God. It's, it's very basic to us. So the question I want to ask today is, do you know God or do you know about him? What does it take for us to say we know someone? So think of, think of one of your favorite celebrities. Um, mine are quite different. You know, one would be Tina Fey and one would be Nelson Mandela. So. But for today, I'll take Nelson Mandela as my example. Um, so I know a lot about him. Um, I've read his autobiography. I've read probably every biography written about him. I know his life. Um, where he lived, how he grew up, all that kind of stuff. But did he know me? Did I know him? When I was having a tough time, was he the person I called for help, for advice, for sympathy? When I had a great day, did I call him and, and share, share my, my happy day with him? Um, and obviously not. I can say that I know a lot about him, but I can't say that I ever knew him. And we can apply this analogy to our relationship with God. We can read about him in books and articles and all that kind of stuff. We can hear about him in sermons, podcasts, conferences. Uh, we can talk about him to different people in our home groups or Bible studies or just general life. And we can study his word. We can study the Bible. But there's only one way to get to know him, and that's to speak to him and to listen to him, one-on-one. -on -one. So prayer, prayer is not a component of your relationship with God. It's not one component of your relationship. It is your relationship with God. And I believe in a broad definition of, of prayer. So this includes all communication, whether you're talking to God, singing to God, writing to him, reading the Bible with him, and that means being open and talking to God as you read the Bible. Um, so there are lots of non-believers scholars, people who don't believe in God, who are scholars of the Bible, who know it better probably than, than all of us, or at least most of us. They've read it in the original languages, they know the history, they've studied it up and down, but to them, unless they know God and they have a one-on-one -on -one connection, it's only a religious text to them. It's not, a, it's not a living word. So how do we hear God? Through prayer. How do we worship God? Through prayer. All our communication. Our prayer life is our life. 
In John 17:3, Jesus said, "This is eternal life, that they may know you." So our eternal life is to know God. This morning we're going to take um, communion, and um, the reason we've done it in these little things that we've handed out is because I want us to take it one-on-one. So I want you to each take it in your own time. There will be worship music playing, um, and I'd encourage you just to open yourself to God, just to talk to Him, listen to Him. Um, I find that music helps. It helps, helps me sense God's presence, and it helps me kind of center um, when I am, when I'm settling into his presence. Um, and connecting to God often takes waiting. Um, it takes, sometimes we just have to, have to be still and, and wait a bit. And um, an example of this, one of the ways I realized this, was in a previous church that I belonged to, I would go in during the week into the auditorium to pray for the church. And it was a large auditorium and it was dark. And so when I got there and I walked in, it was so dark I couldn't see my hand in front of my face. But I would wait, wait a few minutes and it slowly would become clearer to the point where I could confidently walk about that auditorium and pray. And to me, that's, um, that's a lot similar to the way we experience God and his presence. Sometimes when we start, it feels really blank, like there's nothing there. Um, but if you sit a while, if you wait a while, um, you will start feeling his presence and you will know that he, he's there. Um, and we have different experiences, when we, uh, different feelings when we feel that connection to God. And some of the ones that I have felt, and I know there, there are many more, you've probably experienced him in your own ways. But for me, sometimes I feel a sense of peace. Sometimes I'm moved to tears. Uh, sometimes I feel really, really happy. Um, sometimes there's a revelation of, or understanding of a Bible verse that you've been thinking of, or something you've been thinking of suddenly makes sense. Um, or you receive an answer to a question that you've asking, you've been asking, or you feel an intense compassion for a person or for people, or a sense of awe, just an overwhelming gratitude to God. And there, there are many more. And sometimes we don't feel anything. Um, and that's, that's normal and that's okay. Just because we don't feel connected to God, we don't sense his presence, doesn't mean he's not there. It doesn't mean that he's absent. His presence doesn't depend on us feeling it. He's always with us. And... Um, I experienced uh, something like this a year ago in, in Mexico. Um, I was in ICU for the night uh, for observation, and that was one of the only times um, in my walk as a Christian that I could not feel God's presence. Um, and I, I prayed to him, and I was speaking to him through the night, and I could just, I could not feel him. And so... The next day, they moved me back into a normal part of the, of the hospital, and I was talking to God, and I, I said to him, why, you know, why couldn't I feel you? Where, where were you? Um, and he said, I was right there. I, I was with you. Um, even though you couldn't feel me, I was there. I was with you. And that was a real breakthrough for me, 
And it, it, um, it just showed me how big God is, you know, that it, it doesn't depend on little me um, in my human flesh being able to, to sense him, um, that he's, he's so, much, so much bigger than that. Um, so we're going to take communion, and communion is the gateway to our connection with God. This is what God gave us. Um, so I'm going to read uh, Luke 22, 19 to 20. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. I hope you enjoyed that time. I hope you felt some connection to God and some peace. So to me, after, after taking communion and after feeling a connection to God, after being still for a bit, this verse is much less intimidating. So let's, let's read the verse again. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all the Lord's people. So praying in the Spirit means praying while connected to God, while intentionally seeking this connection. And once we do that, then we can see this verse as an invitation. It's an invitation that tells us we can pray at any time with all kinds of requests. And so it's a wonderful reminder of the intimate access we have to God through the Holy Spirit. And the verse goes on to tell us to, to stay alert. And this reminds us of the world that we're living in. We're living in a world where the, the enemy is trying his hardest to try and get between us and God, to distract us, to dim diminish our connection to God. So stay alert to the lies of the enemy and keep going after this connection. Your connection to God is the most powerful weapon you have against the enemy. It's a dangerous and it's a formidable wall against the enemy's lies and attacks. So the enemy will do all he can to distract you from praying because of this. Um, and the way that he distracts me when I want to pray is when I'm thinking of praying, he'll come and like snip in my ear and say, you don't have time to pray. You, you're too busy to pray. Um, you're not good enough to pray. Th think of all the, the messes you've made or the people you've argued with. How can you even think of praying? Um, or that, so I first have to deal with all of that stuff before I can come into, into prayer time with God. Or once I've decided to pray, then he'll try and say, you can't pray for five minutes. You've you got to have at least an hour. You know, how, how respectful is that? Um, or I, I have to pray where it's quiet. It can't be in my car, or it can't be where the people around you are talking, or kids, or, or something like that. It has to be absolutely quiet. Or it has to be in a church. It's really disrespectful if you're praying and you're not in a church. So this is the kind of stuff he says to me. All these rules are fake. All these rules are, are lies. Um, we can talk to God. Any time, any place. He's constantly with us. So we can talk to him whenever we want to. 
It's good to have a longer block of, of time set aside uh, where you can spend with God. But how and where and when you pray is completely up to you. Your relationship is unique. Just as um, we each have a different relationship with our parents or different relationship with our kids, with each of them, we are, we are all unique and we connect to God in different ways. Um, and another thing is that, that we are, are human and so we're easily distracted. Um, it's quite natural to go through a day or longer without even thinking about God, with, without remembering who you are. Um, and so some of the ways I use to remind me of, of who I am is um, I'll write down some Bible verses or some quotes from different things, books or things I've heard that resonate with me. And I write them down and I stick them on my bathroom mirror. Um, so I know when I clean my teeth in the morning and at night, I'm going to see them. And that, that just reminds me, okay, th this is who I am. Um, and another thing we do on the inside of our front door, at the very top above the door, we have a, a cross. So every time we leave the house, I see that cross and that reminds me of, of who I am. That reminds me of my identity, which comes from God. Some people use calendar alerts on their phones at beep in the morning or at night. They just say check in or, or God or something simple like that. Some people use them throughout the day. Um, I'm sure that there are many more, and I'm sure you guys probably have a bunch of your own favorites. And sometimes the idea of this concept of a one-on-one -on -one relationship with God sounds, sounds really odd. It's not like we can go down the road and meet him at Starbucks for coffee, you know, and sit and, and talk to him as you would to any other person. Um, but I think once we even get a little understanding or a little taste of what it feels like to connect with him, we'll keep going. And this is where persistence comes in. That's, that's also mentioned in today's verse. Um, we keep coming back to God, however weak and hopeless we may feel. He's the only place where we find perfect peace. He's the one who's seen it all. He's seen our good, our bad, our ugly. He knows us incredibly well. And the beautiful thing about God is that he not only loves us, but he likes us. So he enjoys us. You know, he's not like he's thinking, oh, there she comes, here comes Judy, you know. He's actually excited when I, I come and, and talk, you know, talk to him. He likes talking to me. And also when you pray, it's important to, to have some listening time, to have some quiet time of your own. It's not meant to be your dramatic monologue, you know. <laughs> like if you did go have a conversation with a friend, it wouldn't, wouldn't all be you. And you, you get some amazing stuff. Um, when you're quiet. Um, so I've, I've included a, a guide in the bulletin, I think it's on the very back, um, about reading the Bible as a living, breathing word. And the Bible is a, it's a key part of our prayer life. It's our anchor to communicating with God. It keeps our prayers grounded in truth. So I just want to highlight some of the, some of the points um, I like to read the passage a few times just to get it into your, into your head. And then uh, once again, just take some time to listen to what God is communicating, to what he's saying to you through that passage. 
and start applying that, that new understanding, or sometimes it's a small revelation, just start applying it to the way you feel about God um, and his purposes. And then I really would encourage you to write down. Write down any thoughts that you have as you're reading it, even if they, you know, they don't make sense or they don't really apply to your life at that moment. Because my experience is often when I go back and read those notes a week later or even a month later, all of a sudden they make sense. So it's as if you're getting something ahead of time. So that's the way I, I approach the Bible. And I'd encourage you to give it a shot and, and see what happens. So the, the connection we've been talking about today, this connection to God, this is what enables us to apply today's verse to our lives. So with this connection, we're able to pray in the Spirit often with all kinds of prayers and requests. We're able to stay alert to what is happening in the spiritual world around us. We are able to stay open and available to being used by God to bless all people. So in closing, I'd like to talk about awakening. Um, God, has, God called me about three years ago to, to intercede for awakening, to pray for awakening. And I, I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, so over the years, I feel like he's shown me parts of awakening's identity and what we carry, what awakening carries as a church, some of the gifts. And so these are some of the things, and I'm going to be reading them because um, I, I wrote them down specifically. So awakening loves people well. Awakening welcomes people in. Awakening brings healing to people by revealing the true God and the real Jesus. Awakening is humble. It doesn't pretend to know it all. And humility is incredibly powerful in a church because it gives God the space to move without our pride getting in the way. Awakening doesn't attempt to impress people with other people, but rather the purpose is to show people God's heart. So this is who we are, and this is who you are. Let us be a people who keep going after God, a people who chase after our one-on-one -on -one connection with God, a people who pray and talk to God often, a people who take time to listen to Him, to give Him space to guide us, space to lead us into a deeper understanding of him and where he's sending us. Let us be a people who wait on God to show us when to go and when to stay quiet with him and listen. My prayer for us today is may we be awakened as God uses us to awaken others. May we be awakened as God uses us to awaken others. Let us pray. Father God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we thank you for this time, Lord. Lord, I just pray that, that you would give us all a revelation, a greater and greater understanding of who you are and who we are in you. Lord, we're just so, so grateful, so grateful that we can, we can talk to you directly. Lord, we thank you for prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.